Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my breathtaking co-host Mozzie, along with some other pretty solid co-hosts in uh, Jolly and Jaywat today. What's going on? Cracked open a celebratory beer here. Can't mm. decide what to call me there. I heard it. Pretty solid. How's yeah, I was going with to... pretty solid. <laughs> How's it feel to basically be most of the NFL team's draft? Pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> We say that, and then we look back, and everyone's just like, this draft was a fucking disaster. How did we not realize? <laughs> I feel like in three years, we're going to, like, say, like, four teams killed it, and, like, ten teams were utter shit, and it was just, back, like, average. Went back and looked at the 2017 draft, like, watching the reactions from fans, and, like, dude, there were some, I mean, everyone shits on Trubisky, but Solomon Thomas at three might have been worse. <laughs> Looking at it now, yeah. Every every single one you look at, you like search draft grades 2019. It's like everyone gets an A. Then you look back, you're like, what the, what the hell? See, the thing is, though, it's they took easier. A punter to... in the third round. How did they get an A? <laughs> it's easier to yeah. move on from Solomon Thomas than it is from Trubisky, though. At least for the respective GMs, but yeah, but they had to go back to the defensive line mm-hmm. every year since then in the first round, I think. So. Mm-hmm. Along, along with trading uh, Buckner, but anyway, so game plan today is each of us were assigned uh, two divisions to look at in each in each uh, conference. So we're going to be going through giving notes on it and kind of grading each team within division. So uh, Jolly, how about uh, how about you start with the AFC North here? Yeah, I did my homework, but just enough to uh, get a passing grade here. Mm. Perfect. We'll kick it off with the AFC North. And, of course, I'm going to have to start with my Bengals because why else would – who else would I start with? I mean, they, 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 had the yeah. so they had the one They had the number one pick. That's why, yeah. They have they the number one pick. <laughs> and I really want to talk about a quarterback. And there's only one quarterback to talk about. And that's Andy Dalton. He just got cut. <laughs> <laughs> and Future Patriot Andy Dalton. Exactly. Who knows where he's going to go. But – for the Bengals, that's 25 mil in cap space. I'm thinking they could use – that's probably just going to go to Joe Mixon uh, when he gets paid. But there's some opportunity to add a free agent, and the Bengals have been way more involved in free agency than I can remember in my lifetime. Literally probably ever. Mm-hmm. I think they've signed more free agents this year than they have the last decade total. Year combined. <laughs> Easily. It's been like a hundred something, fifty something, right? Million. It's a crazy. They had a ton of cap room, yeah. So with Dalton out, it's twenty-five million cap space. They're turning the page to the Burrow era, and I could not be more happy. That's why I cracked a beer at the beginning of this, <laughs> drinking a Coors Light because it's a blue-collar beer from a guy <laughs> from a blue-collar town. Hey, they don't—they don't sponsor this podcast. Let's check. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, I don't think we really need to talk about Burrow. I'm just crossing my fingers, hoping he does well in Cincinnati. So, yeah, the Tuck quarterback, solid pick. What do you think of the rest of the draft? Yeah, rest of the draft, I want to talk about one guy, uh, E. Higgins. You guys talked about him. He gets a lot of player comps to A.J. Green, but I feel like he also gets a lot of player comps to Auden Tate. They just happen to be on the same team. And sure. 
I think he's he's more in between. Obviously, he's not on in Tate. He's not AJ Green yet. Hopefully. That's a really wide range. I'm just gonna... <laughs> you can oh, put a lot of players in that range. Basically, every NFL receiver outside of people better than AJ Green is within that range. <laughs> right. But as far as like Bill, big receiver, they're drafting T. Higgins, I think, to be the replacement for A.J. Green. Yeah. Which is sad as a Bengals fan because that probably means we're not going to see that much more of A.J. Green after after this year or a couple years if he resigns. Yeah, maybe we'll get some of that money to A.J. Green, but I sincerely doubt it. But uh, No sympathy for Dalton, but he's all about A.J. Green who hasn't seen the field in like three years. <laughs> hey, now. I I definitely have sympathy for Dalton. I want him to go to a competing team. Did you follow me on Twitter? I tweeted about it. Come on. I know. <laughs> yeah, all the all the Dalton to the past takes are coming out on, on Twitter, but I was texting Scott the other day and I was like, This has been one of our like longest going takes we've had was is Dalton to the past. Right, this has gone back heard, like a year. I heard something interesting that today that I don't know that there's been any buzz about this, but he would make a lot of sense on the Rams to be the backup i mean zach taylor runs the sean mcday offense and look at the rams backup i mean can anyone even name him <laughs> is I it Mannion? i have no idea <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was sean Mannion, but i, I could it be was, wrong i thought it was blake bortles oh it no, is that's right well blake bortles is he's not on a team right now he's a free agent, yeah, he's a oh, free agent. He? oh he's it was blake bortles <laughs> you, you can tell me of, it's tom savage and i would believe that too <laughs> I've yeah. seen a lot of uh, Dalton to Jacksonville because of the, of the Gruden, yeah. Gruden connection. It is and then, uh, John Wolford, for the record. Uh, John Wolford. Oh, oh. <laughs> so they need a backup. Yeah. Mm. He's between A.J. Green and Auden Tate on the quarterback scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, anyway. Yeah. T. Higgins is like a solid player. That's just kind of what our analysis was. Like, yeah, he's solid. Nothing like really major about him. <laughs> right. He's a football player. Well, like, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Like nothing huge weakness, no huge like wow, but like yeah, he's good. So he's he's apparently a huge AJ Green and Bengals fan. Um, said on draft night, but when uh, Zach Taylor said Who Day at the end of the call, he didn't. He was like, "What is Who Day?" It's like mm. fake fans everywhere. Well, I'm sure he's not a Bengals fan, but when you get drafted by the team, you're like, "Oh man, I love this guy." No, he said he was a. A Bengals fan. He said he was a big Bengals fan. Question though, Bengals fan. How Golly, many chances? I hate to break it to you. Every player says they went to the team they wanted to get drafted by. Yeah, I don't know. I just think if he's a lying player, there might be some integrity issues there. Well, Something question, to look out for. Bengals how, do have history. How many Bengals games do you think he's had like a chance to go to though? So like I don't know. zero. Probably not a lot. I think you said he became a fan because of AJ Green, which makes sense because his player comp is like AJ Green. If AJ Green were a second rounder, right. Okay. But so overall, were you were you a fan of the Bengals draft? I mean, kind of hard not to be because they got Burrow. But yeah, they got they got. I mean, outside of Burrow, you, you can tell the the players they're drafting. It, they're moving. They're trying to have a big culture change, kind of like when Marvin Lewis came in and had a culture change. Mm-hmm. All the guys they're drafting, most of them were team captains. So it's clear that they're looking for some leadership while also filling needs. Mm-hmm. They got guys, a defense, lineman, a wide receiver, and a quarterback. I'm happy with it. Um, Vegas says they're getting five wins. I don't think that's right, but 
We'll how many see. how many wins do you think they're getting? I think five is on the low end. I would put okay. them. I can see the best case scenario, they could get eight wins. Worst case scenario, they could have four wins. So I thought the division's kind of tough. So it, the, it's, the division's it's a tough brutal, division. and we'll be talking about that. Oh yeah. All right. So your least favorite team, the Steelers. What do you think of them? <sighs> okay. So they they took Mink Fitzpatrick in the first round. I think it's a pretty solid pick. I think that one really worked out. <laughs> I've yet to see if he can play at this level. <laughs> um, I think like the theme of the Steelers draft is that they want to win now. It's basically Big Ben's last last hurrah, and I think it's going to be in his hands whether or not the team actually can like compete for a championship mm-hmm. this year. Oh, they've got and, the offensive pieces for sure. Yeah, and last year they had no basically no quarterback, right? And they still almost I mean I'd call I'd call the combo of Mason Rudolph and Doc Hodges no quarterback. <laughs> I think that's fair. It's almost one quarterback. Mm. It's rather generous. <laughs> <laughs> so the Steelers didn't have that first round pick. Um they did take uh, a wide receiver, Chase Claypool, who is like a big wide receiver, um, but he, oh, yeah. he like he like lacks. It's it's weird because he's like a big wide receiver that doesn't like play to his body. Um, so he plays small. Yeah, he, he well he can't high point the ball, and he's not good getting off of press, so he doesn't play as big as he is. Um, yeah, that was my confusion with the pick. I, I agree. I was like, are they going to put him in a slot? But, like, that's where Juju's best. Are they going to, like, just right. line him up as a tight end? But so just got Ebron. Mm-hmm. Great. For, those, for those reasons, like, he doesn't seem like a great fit for the Steelers, but you wouldn't really bet against the Steelers in developing wide receivers at the same time. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're, they they usually be the best at it. Yeah, they either, like, absurdly nail it or totally whiff. Yeah, it's way too early to be taking... Like, they need to take wide receivers in, like, the fifth round. That's where they get them. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? But, um, yeah, anything else stand out with the Steelers draft for you? I think... I mean, um, they didn't have a ton of picks, did they? Yeah, no, they, they didn't have a ton of picks. Um, I, I think, really, the, the point about their draft is that they're relying on Ben to come back and be healthy, and one of their young wide receivers... And Juju really to to bounce back and have at least some offense. They don't even need to be the offense they were with Le'Veon and Antonio. But if if they can like put up twenty one points a game, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, somewhere in between last year and the previous year. <laughs> right, like their Quality. defense is great. Their line mm-hmm. is still super great. They didn't. Although it's really... getting up there in age. Right, like the window is closing. Yeah, and if Ben is not like if he's not better than the guys they're throwing out there last year it's not gonna happen they're gonna divisions uh, they're gonna have it speed impossible that he's not as good as <laughs> like he's gonna be a lot better than what they had last year yeah and with the Steelers they had a lot of free wins with the Browns and Bengals last year <laughs> and I don't think there's gonna be as many free wins especially with the Browns but even even with the Bengals um this season in the division, mm-hmm. but all that parody. 
Mm-hmm. So, this might be the most competitive division in football. Yeah. Mm, I'll say second most. I have another one I think is the most competitive. There's a few divisions that are. Yeah, I, we can say that about now. Uh, I think there's a couple real competitive. Divisions. Yeah, but next up we had the Ravens, who I loved their draft. I thought it was pretty great. Do you agree? Yeah, they. Yeah. I had them top draft in the division. Um, it's hard not to like their draft when they had so many picks in the first four rounds. Seven of them. And their first two picks were just, I thought they were amazing picks. They took Queen first round and then Dobbins in the second round. I don't know, which one do you guys want to talk more about? Um, they're, I mean, they got two really good talents in both of them. I think the Queen one was more expected than the Dobbins one. Yeah. Queen had Ravens written on his forehead. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, Scott, you mocked him there, right? I think I don't know if I had a mock there or really close to it. Maybe yeah, uh, but I know that was a fit that we discussed. I think, but yeah, that was a great one. And then Dobbins was like he was one of my favorite guys pre-draft. Like I liked him a little more than I think most did. I think he's a great fit here, like paired with Lamar as far as like being able to create their own yards. Like this, the combo of those two is a nightmare. Yeah, Dobbins is definitely a luxury pick too. Where. They don't need him really this year, but with Ingram being a free agent, Gus Edwards a free agent at the end of the season, that gives them a lot of flexibility with what direction they want to go, especially if he performs. Yeah, and with a team like like them that runs so much, it doesn't really hurt to have a lot of running back talent. So, oh no, especially ones that can catch the ball, mm-hmm. all the kind of fun gadgetry they like to do. Yeah, and then. So uh, there's another guy on here I was going to mention if you hadn't put him in, Jolly, but uh, Devin Nierenay. Yeah. It's uh, it's a good thing that the Ravens are investing in help for Lamar because I don't, be I, I don't think <laughs> he was the – I don't think Lamar is the reason they lost. I think it was that they had inconsistent, put nicely, or injured receivers almost the entire season. Um, and the good thing about Duvernay is that well, the bad thing, he's a, he's a poor route runner, but he makes up for it with being able to catch the ball when it's out of the, the catch zone. And that's something Lamar has struggled with early on in his career. And I think having a guy that can catch balls that aren't spot on is a plus for him to be able to progress as a quarterback. Yeah, I, I like a that he's... a little bit of a safety net. Yeah, he's kind of like the Willie Sneed replacement basically which i'm going to call upgrade at this point because he like he's good in the middle of the field we've seen lamar like love that middle of the field especially when he's doing his thing avoiding people and also duvernay's like he has shown the ability in college like work out of the backfield too so i'm curious to see what kind of trickery they come up with too with that but i mean they 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 got better over the offseason i'd say the ravens did i think they did too yeah do you think they matched their win total from last year? Well, they hit 14? Of, of 14. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to say 14 wins, but... The, div- the division's a lot more competitive, I think. You know? I do think... I think they'll get 12. I think they'll get at least 12. I think. I mean, they're the favorites of the Michael division, Brockers right? Michael Brockers and Calais Campbell to yeah. free agency. So I mean, Derrick Henry won't just stomp them? <laughs> they they spent so much... Like, right <laughs> after that, they're like, all right, we got to stop the run now. They're dedicated to that. Well, they did have a terrific secondary, and it just didn't matter. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. 
True. It just didn't matter. So, uh, last team in the uh, AFC North, potentially sadder than the Bengals. A different type of sad. Um, Factory of sadness, right? Yes, that's the most common way to put it. <laughs> We're going to Brown Town. Yep. All right, hit us with it. What do you think of the Browns draft? So, their draft, I thought, was... I thought it was solid. I think they're building a clear um, offense mm-hmm. through this draft with what Stefanski's scheme is. And so they took they took a um, lineman first round, uh, Jedrick Wills, and he was rated the best pass protection in the draft and was also a good run blocker for Alabama, ranked third on outside rushes. Um, so he's going to be protecting Baker Mayfield's blind side. Um, and they also made a lot of additions in the offseason, uh, free agency, adding depth and starters, frankly, to their offensive line, which I think will help, one, protect ba- Baker Mayfield. But I think what we've seen from Stefanski, at least in Minnesota, is that they're going to pound the rock, and they have great running backs to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. I mean, they've got one of the most talented backfields in the league, so makes sense. So, I don't think, uh, I'm, and I don't think I'm being biased, right? I would say Chubb and Hunt's one of the most talented backfields in the league. Absolutely, pretty talented. Yeah, pretty talented. Your uh, Chubb stock just went up. Yeah, I've I've got more than a half Chubb. Don't worry. <laughs> if anyone was worried, <laughs> but yeah, no, because really, right before this call, we were talking about how this seems like a great year for Chubb to be set up with all the tight ends they have now, which is kind of funny in a way, and the coaching uh, system they're bringing in. So it'll hide yeah. Baker's deficiencies. Yeah, their tight end room is definitely um, tight, uh, especially after adding a fourth rounder this year. Um, Unintended. <laughs> good catch there, John. The emphasis didn't give it away. Um, I don't think fantasy-wise it's hard to say who you can rely on out of Joku, Hooper, and Brian, who they took, um, particularly with the, what happened to um, Rudolph in Minnesota when Stefanski's scheme was implemented. I think um, I wouldn't really trust those tight ends. Hooper has history of success um, in a different offense. However, I would expect them to be on the field a lot because I think they're going to just rush the ball mm-hmm. nonstop. Yeah. Hooper is yeah. my vote. On fantasy tight end there? Yeah. If I had to pick one, it would be Hooper. But generally, I think I would avoid it. Yeah. Well, and Joku is good at blocking. That's one of his, like, that's his thing. He's, like, actually pretty good at blocking. So he'll be on the field a lot. I imagine. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about having the two star receivers they've got there now with all of these other pieces that seem to be more of the focal point of the offense because we're you know improving the line you've got this run first offense ish at least more so going with chubb and hunt and then you also have odell beckham jr and jarvis landry who might be the most likely to cry about not getting the ball in the entire league yeah <laughs> exactly i, I was going to point how it's, it's really <laughs> funny that <laughs> Stefanski goes from Minnesota with Diggs and Thielen, who outside of last year were pretty quiet about, like, give me the ball, like, I need to get the ball. And last year, they're, they're like, open about not receiving the ball enough. And for him to then move to a team with two of the bigger egos in the league, at least 
Well, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> huge ego. I think it's fair to say he has a bigger ego than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Are they so, opposite personalities? Similar skill set, opposite personalities, I think. <laughs> it will definitely be interesting. I could see if they're winning. I think, you know, winning solves a lot of problems. But but it's Cleveland. So. But if they're not winning, then look out. We might see some... Uh, what are those things called? Like the punting practice nets? Oh, yeah, oh, the yeah. kicking it's nets, the yeah. Kick, it's the kicker net. Yeah, we might see some fun with the kicker nets. Buy stock in those, only do we replace three times a game. <laughs> but All right, so yeah, um, AFC North should be a pretty solid division this year. I'm looking forward to it. Um, moving down a bit, we've got the uh, AFC South. And uh, I'll start with the Colts, who didn't have a first-rounder, but they got DeForest Buckner for it, for it so... Uh, I'm going to say good pick. And they have the cap room to pay him, so I'm on board with it. Um, I mean, uh, first rounder for DeForest Buckner is an excellent deal. Yeah, they, they desperately needed him. So it's just a big overall improvement for the team. Like, they're a solid team, especially, like, on offense. Like, last year, everything but quarterback was pretty ready to rumble. Um, but they also got the receiver help that I think they needed um, because last year, with everyone else getting hurt, it was literally just T.Y. and the tight ends. Sounds like a nice band, T.Y. and the tight ends. <laughs> but I think I think Pittman's a great fit and good compliment to T.Y. in Paris because um, they are both, in my opinion, best operating on the slot, and I think Pittman will give a good outside presence and a good end zone presence with Ebron gone because, like, as good as T.Y. is, he hasn't really been, like, a end, like a red zone threat, so I think Pittman could have that, maybe not Ebron role, but with him and Funches out. Funches is gone, right? Yes, he's sure Funches. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's the help Rogers needed. But... Yeah, so they needed someone to be um, red zone help. And then I think Jonathan Taylor, who they traded up for, by the way, is like a perfect fit for this run game. Um, having one of the best all lines allows them a little more leniency in what they can run as far as like traps and shit. Because like, the better your line is, the more you can get like creative with your blocking schemes. And so I think uh, Jonathan Taylor is a perfect fit for this running game. And, um, he didn't catch a lot in college, but I think he has the ability to. Um, like, he's not amazing at it, but he's not deficient in it. So he may benefit from the Rivers Dubtowns, but uh, that'll be the Hines department. And then I like Eason as a nice, like, developmental kind of quarterback behind Rivers. Um, I know you kind of joke that Rivers is, like, older Jameis, but <laughs> Rivers has been league file. Rivers is good. He'll be a good guy to sit under, learn from. Because, like, for the most part, like, I think this goes overlooked, but usually, like, quarterbacks in the league, most of their learning comes from other quarterbacks and not, like, being coached up. Like, the NFL is, like, notoriously actually pretty shitty at developing quarterbacks. Like, oh, yeah. So, I think this is a good environment for him. Great team around him, and I think a good way to transition while he learns and shakes off some of the Jameis to his game. So, yeah, I'd say if there is a coach that is actually decent, and I think uh, Frank over there. Yeah, I, I trust the Colts, too. <laughs> right like them and the eagles a couple other teams maybe but not a ton of teams i trust to like actually develop a quarterback <laughs> yes and the chiefs of course the andy reed tree in general yeah i was gonna say what do these have in common right. frank reich not technically part of the tree but i think he played did he yes. play for him yeah okay yeah <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> and yeah. he he had like the greatest comeback of all time, right? He owns the uh, largest <laughs> comeback in college football and the largest comeback in NFL football. <laughs> yeah, what a boss! To both of them, both of them as a backup, by the way. Yep. <laughs> what a guy. But so moving on. Speaking of uh, a pretty special guy, uh, Bill O'Brien opted to. Oh. Uh, he decided he didn't want to worry about the draft. He was like, you know, I don't want to do this virtual draft. I don't want these picks. Fuck them. So, um, the Texans took part in days two and three of the draft, sort of. Um, they were sort of fucked before it started. Nothing really stood about stood out about their draft with the few picks they had. Um, I do kind of like Isaiah Coulter, though, one of their later receiver picks. I think he's talented and could find his way onto the field um, because Cook and Cooks and Fuller are oft injured, as is QT, slash he's often in the doghouse. So... I was okay with that pick, but they had nothing to work with and didn't wow me with any of the stuff they did do. So, yeah. Um, that's that. Yeah. Sean Watson needs to get out of there. Um, Free him. Yeah. but So, the Jags. Um, the more I look at their draft, the more I like it. Um, they did a great job unfucking themselves from the Foles contract <laughs> and picking up, like, getting a lot of picks and stuff from disgruntled players. So... As much as we had shit shot on them for the Foles thing, they really recovered pretty well. Um, I like the first round. They got Henderson, who's good, test out of the charts. Um, some people liked him more than Okuda. I think wrongly so, but he's pretty good. Um, yeah, some people liked him a lot more than Okuda. I didn't really get it, but I also Chris, have not an Chris Sims, notably, although he's sometimes a hot take machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Henderson's a really talented player, and then I'm a fan of uh, Chase on as well. I think he fits with the Jags, and assuming Ngakwe leaves, I like him as kind of someone to s- sort of make up that presence. I mean, it's not the exact uh, yeah. same, but... Uh, I think he was the clear number two edge player uh-huh. in the draft. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, I've got him and Josh Allen at... Uh, I guess they put him at either side. Yeah. So, and, um... Wait, did, um... I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, so there's a lot of guys to keep track of. Was it Chason or Kinlaw that's able to, like, play stand-up and just kind of like either 3-4 or 4-3? Or is it uh, Kinlaw. Kinlaw. Okay, sorry. I keep mixing them up for some reason. I think Kinlaw and Clavon, he threw me off. Yeah. So, anyway, um, at that pick, I, I said I do like Chase Lon. I'd kind of either at 9 or 20 was thinking maybe O-line, especially at 9 when the good ones were left, but I wasn't too mad about it just because I got some real difference makers. And um, as much as I liked some of the receivers there, they made up for it with a great second-round pick, I thought, in LaVishka Chenault. Um, I'm a huge fan of this guy's talent, especially pre-draft. Um, the worry's health, obviously, just because Colorado beat the ever-living shit out of him. Like, they gave him the ball so much, had him in the backfield, so hopefully less usage will help him. <laughs> but with Chark and Didi there, um, I think he rounds out their three-wide set well. So Minshew or whoever they bring in um, is set up for some success. And uh, the rest of the draft is pretty much loading up on defense and... Um, one of the late picks, Colin Johnson, he got like a lot of love from like the dynasty Twitter people during the off season. And so if for some reason the team sours on Didi or Didi can't stay healthy, I think Colin Johnson's a nice guy to slide in as like a big slot type of player. So I will actually love the Jags draft the more I looked at it. Nice. So they had a lot of picks. That's yeah. I'm sure. They it acquired definitely before, like 13, something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of chances to get good picks. A lot of people expected them to take a quarterback. They didn't, but there's still guys in free agency, so I'm not really mad at it. And, you know, why not roll with Minshew for another year, I guess? I don't know. I mean, I thought they could have taken a quarterback later, you know? Mm-hmm. I, well, I think they did. They took, like, a sixth rounder. Did they? Hold on. 
just like as a backup. Backup, backup? I don't know. Six-round quarterback is like... <laughs> Could be Tom Brady, man. You never know. Yeah, oh, or Minshew. To... Minshew was a sixth-rounder last year, right? <laughs> <laughs> they got... Um, Jake Lutton? Luton? I had not heard of him previously, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so, um, next up, let's see. Titans... Um, I don't think they really had like a ton of picks. Um, might have been like average, like below average, but they got one of the biggest deals of the draft with Christian Fulton at uh, 61. Um, the betting had his over under at 24.5, and most mocks had him in the top 24 and basically a first round lock. So the fact that he almost got two Josh's Chiefs again was fucking bonkers. So great pick there, Titans. Um, really solid player. Who I don't know how he got that far. Um, their, their first rounder was a reach by a lot of standards, but at the same time, in a run-centric offense where the line is that important, and you're relying on Ryan Tannehill to stay good. Um, and they just lost Conklin. Yeah, that too. And so I, I can't really knock up too much for being like, wow, you reach for a tackle. So as long as he's not another bust. So kind of a hindsight pick that they're going to have to figure out later if it was good or not. But, I mean, all well, are. It's the right but. tackle, right? Because they still got Luan. Yeah. So, but like I said, in a such a run heavy, heavy offense, I think it's a good investment, even if I'm not a huge fan exactly. And then um, Darrington Evans, he's a nice a lightning to Henry's Thunder. Um, I don't, he's not my favorite back in the class by any means. Obviously, they're like even like one of the deeper backs. But like, if you like him, it's a good, good. It's important for them and again the run heavy offense to have a solid backup. So, their their steal of a pick in the second round was enough to make me be like, okay, this draft was good enough. So Yeah. Yeah. Jags by far, I think, had the best draft in the division. Colts and Titans were pretty similar. Colts slight edge and then Texans obviously didn't really do shit, so So who do you think takes the division this year? Um Colts. I think as long as Rivers isn't actually like in shambles, they should win. So yeah. I mean the Texans are still gonna be at the top two just because of Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I think the but, upgrade to Rivers from uh, Brissett and the little extra like offensive firepower help is enough to get him over the hump. So, All right, what's next? We got uh, Mozzie here with the AFC East. All right. Of course, had to do the AFC East. Um, honestly, I thought pretty much all the teams in this division drafted pretty well. I'm just going to go ahead and say that to get started. Mm -hmm. I'll start with the Jets. I'll get them out of the way. (laughs) First time ever I actually enjoyed a Jets draft, um, which is not an exaggeration. I literally cannot remember the last time I walked away from a Jets draft happy. Yeah, Joe Douglas. I was really happy when they took Jamal Adams for like the one round that was. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, it was really cool to have a GM like navigate the draft board actually do gm things acquire picks it was really great to see and never really get to see that from the jets so they got a uh, makai becton there in the first um hopefully he reaches the potential many see in him and not the giant void of bust that people also potentially see in him <laughs> but it wouldn't be a jets pick if mm-hmm. he didn't have both of those dualities would you? <laughs> uh I can say that, unfortunately, about virtually every player the Jets drafted, which is what's so concerning, is a lot of them are like, wow, they could be transcendent, or wow, they could really not do 
anything whatsoever. Uh, the cool part about what the Jets did was they drafted down and were still able to get a really good receiver. Take notes, mm. Green Bay. They get uh, Denzel Mims there. Looks like, on paper, it looks like a complete steal to get him where they got him. Yep. Um, they need a number one receiver in the offense, so thank God they got one there. Uh, this They got this Ashton Davis guy. Safety. Uh, <laughs> I said his name sounds about as white as Jim Leonard. The Jets might think he actually might be as good as him, too. He's... <laughs> Uh, an absolute stud at free safety. He can line up in the nickel, and he's just—he's like the perfect piece for a Greg Williams-style bounty defense. Uh, <laughs> they got this guy. So this is my favorite. Uh, with their trading down, they were able to get uh, both Lamichael Perrine and Jabari Zuniga, and they should provide you great say? commentary for the future as commentators stumble how to pronounce their names. Can't wait till Booger tries. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Michael Perrine, he reminds me of that kind of Bilal Powell shape. I really think he, he's going to work well with Bell there. Um, and uh, they got a good pass rusher out of it too. Fifth rounder, they took another tackle. I'm not going to complain about that ever. That Cameron Clark. And the potential actual real steal of their draft was Bryce Hall. His cornerback that fell to the fifth from Virginia. Mm-hmm. They was very highly touted, had an ankle injury. So he's another high potential but high, you know, risk of bust possibility. And like to sum it up, they get this punter from Texas A&M who I saw on Pat McAfee's show because he was going <laughs> crazy over this guy's 70-yard boomer. Said he was the best punter. So I'm all excited for that. Jets actually did something exciting for once. And I think they had one of the best drafts, like, overall, which I don't get to say ever. I just love that I can hear the excitement in your voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the Mims pick. That was, like, one of my favorite picks. Um, I mean, God, I hope it works out. Yeah, really I'm a fan of him. Out. From what I've seen, he looks damn good, man. I'm just so jaded. I yeah, he's like a really him. nice Robbie replacement, I think. Yeah, and he's bigger than Robbie. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit more size girth <laughs> you can't say that word at the serious face it doesn't work <laughs> uh next i'll go over the dolphins now the dolphins have definitely been one of the most you know watched franchises the past year or so with the huge rebuild they've undergone and they seem to kind of be following right on schedule with how they want to do things they get to uh their hopeful qb of the future fifth overall uh, i can't imagine how much cocaine Chris Greer had to do to stay up to draft 12 people over the course of several hours with that fucking amount of coordination and changing draft picks and whatnot. Good lord. Um, it, they had 11 draft picks and got Matt Burita, so I think they most people would say they had a pretty good day. They got this uh, pass rusher Curtis Weaver from Boise State late in the draft. My biggest thing with the Dolphins is they... Uh, they took Austin Jackson, I think, a little bit earlier than they needed to. I think they could have mm-hmm. taken him there at 30 and gotten a better corner at 2 instead of having the reverse. But that's pretty much my only slight. They had a pretty good draft altogether as well. Then you've got the Bills. Isn't it weird how all these AFC East teams are going through full rebuilds right around the time Tom Brady's leaving? <laughs> um. But yeah, Bills are also in essentially like year three of their rebuild now. 
And I thought they had a pretty good draft, too. I've been really complimentary of Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott on the podcast. Like, I want to talk about what they've done. And I thought they had another good class again. They got uh, AJ Epinesa, who, you know, with those black... He was a steal, I think. Cameron Hayward, you know? Yeah. He's pretty... Like, they landed him, what, 19th? Super good landing spot for him. Uh, They get Zach Moss to go in and vulture all of Singletary's touchdowns. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Offloaded him. (laughs) Super awesome for all Singletary owners out there. Um, I I don't really think Zach Moss is gonna do much i'm gonna be honest he's probably the one pick i don't really care for from them yeah. i think he's, I mean, but, he's a fine fit i guess complimentary to singletary but future fullback <laughs> uh mike tolbert <laughs> yeah no is, is is it john coon right john coon 2.0 <laughs> zach moss same four letter last name dude he's got a fullback name, name. <laughs> your first and last name cannot be longer than eight letters total all right um, Call that to Kyle Uzcheck. <laughs> Kyle, though, at least, what is that, five? No, that's four. <laughs> what? Right, Kyle. Oh, hey. How many beers? <laughs> hey. Or his take this far. Right now. <laughs> hey, did you hear the Bengals got Joe Burrow, dude? Kyle. Uh, I was going to say, they got uh, the Bills also got a couple receivers that I like. Gabriel Davis didn't make it on my big board. Well, you know, shout out to him because that's a huge honor, obviously. Uh, let's see. Fifth rounder, they got Jake Fromm. Yeah. I honestly can't fucking believe that he fell that far, but... Possibly the actual opposite of Josh Allen. Or Jalen Hurts, who we'll get to later. But, (laughs) like, the fact that he dropped that far, I think it's a pretty good pick, to be honest. Like, you've got really good insurance now on... Josh Allen, and basically I said they took a page out of the Eagles booklet and decided to draft a competent backup mm-hmm. uh, that they could perhaps develop and get value out of. Only they did it during the right round, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but the other uh, receiver I want to mention is Isaiah Hodgins. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, he's a guy, let me tell you. Uh, this guy's fallen all the way down the draft boards. He fell to them in the sixth round Oregon State wide receiver. I was watching somebody's recap of the draft. Out of 180 catchable passes, he dropped three. He has really good hands. Um, it's the problem with him is he has really bad release and mechanics, which is why he got taken in the sixth. Apparently, he is a huge Stefan Diggs fan, and he gets to work with the actual Stefan Diggs. So <laughs> hopefully, he makes it work rooting for that guy. Um, that's pretty much it from the Bills, but I... Honestly, they got some really good pieces out of it and some things to put around Josh Allen. Their team was pretty good from last year. They didn't need a whole lot of new shiny pieces, just more depth, and I think that's what they got. Yeah, I think their biggest upgrade was, like, Tom Brady leaving. Right. (laughs) So, A+. Tom Brady forget, this this team was very close to winning a playoff game last year. Yeah. It was was about one terrible play from a quarterback away. Some would say, and, yeah, that uh, was like uh, that was like peak bad, Josh Allen. Oof. Yeah, and they added Stephon Diggs, which cost them quite a few draft picks. But overall, I think they improved. Same here. Yep, they look better this year than last. And then I uh, first like some post draft to sort of whole team additions. I want to say I think they got well. They added Josh Norman, Mario Addison, AJ Klein, and Vernon. 
Butler. So they added a lot of pieces there. They only really la- lost uh, Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips. A couple picks, but their team got way better in the offseason. Yeah, so how would you how would you rank these drafts overall, would you say? Oh, well, I still got one more. Oh, yeah, sorry. I just I guess I zone out on the team I hate the most. Yeah, <laughs> we're just skipping that one. Just burn them away. Right. <laughs> okay, can uh, we just talk about Nike? Fuck the picks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, all right, so my notes on the Patriots. If you've ever wondered what a Patriots draft looks like and how Bill Belichick does drafts, this might be the most Bill Belichickian fucking draft I've ever seen. (laughs) May include back-to-back tight end picks, a place kicker taken in the fifth round, trading out of the first round to instead take a safety nobody's ever heard of from a Division II school that will probably become a future every-down starter and all-pro. And subsequently trading back up to take a Michigan pass rusher. Literally, like, every trope of Belichick drafting standards was in this one. <laughs> Did, it, didn't they also take two slot receivers? <laughs> I believe you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, like, quintessential Belichick. I, I'm sure his draft went exactly how he wanted it to go. Um which is completely alien to the rest of us. I and like as per usual with after a Belichick draft, I don't know whether it was just like joyless art or magnificent trash, but either way, like he got the guys that he wanted, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is all he needs. Uh, so fuck Bo Belichick. Mm-hmm. Um, who had the best draft? I I don't know, man. I, I'm gonna say the Jets did. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're biased. I, I think I agree. Who had the best offseason in draft? Probably the Dolphins. Maybe the Bills. But Yeah, the Dolphins just had so many picks. That's the thing. Like, they just got a lot of good players because of that. If you have any faith in their front office that any of those hit, then they have the potential to really have just completely remade their team over the course of a weekend. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. They also, let's not ignore, they got two of without having to trade up. So that was nice. Yeah. That was a big one in itself, and also a big L for the Lions, but I'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, the tank for Tua came into fruition, and they didn't Mm -hmm. have to do anything They they accidentally won five games and still got their quarterback, (laughs) including fucking the Patriots. That's the right. It's Patrick. It's magic. Am I up? That was my AFC East rundown. All right, we are going to the the Big 12. I mean, the AFC West. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So Great. I'm going to start with the team that drafted first, uh, the Chargers. They had the sixth overall pick uh, with Justin Herbert. Uh, People don't know how this is going to go. Basically, you can't create their draft until you see how he does. Um, Yeah. They made a kind of surprising move to trade back into the first uh, for Kenneth Murray, who profiles as a run stuffer, which I'm not sure they know what division they play in. But you don't really need that playing the Chiefs. Well, they're really concerned about the uh, the Raiders. Yes, yes, the Raiders. Yes, everyone should be concerned about them. I do (laughs) think, yeah, this is going to be... uh, I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat, but uh, I think every team in the division got a bit better, which is a little scary for me. The, uh, it is one of the best divisions. Quick get on Herbert though. Like our yeah. my big thing on Herbert was most easily ruinable, and 
Scott's instant thing was, so not the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So We were pretty explicit that we wanted Herbert on a team that could develop him and not one that would have to rely on him to make their franchise work. Yeah, they're, there they're is, playing they're going to play Tyrod for a while. That Tyrod is the week one starter, and I think sure. that might help, but Tyrod was also the week one starter when the Browns took Baker Mayfield, and that right, didn't last very long. Will so. he be the week four starter Nobody when knows. everyone's calling for Herbert to start playing and then he gets thrown into a position that he can't possibly succeed yeah. in? Yeah, it sucks because the worse the team is, the more likely. Don't think he, yeah, be any anything close to worth the one hundred and six. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next mm. team to draft would be the Raiders, who took Rugs as the first wide receiver off the board. A little bit surprising, unless you know who the Raiders are as a franchise. <laughs> that goes to Val Davis. Fast. So people are kind of comparing it to the Darius Hayward Bay pick, which nah. is not fair. Ruggs is, is is not a one-trick pony in the same way that Darius Hayward Bay was. No, not at all. He's not he can also be. catch. Yes, he has, he has decent hands. He doesn't have the best hands in the class, but he has the speed that is very hard to find and uh, I think he he will be just fine if he had a quarterback who could throw further than 20 yards <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll have to wait on that Cam signing. Huh? I still want them to sign Cam but yeah. oh, I'm on the too. record Campbell <laughs> yeah. so as long as as long as long Derek Carr is, is checking down all over the place I don't think Henry Ruggs will have a massive impact on their team this year but I think he is uh, a very intriguing pick uh, same could be said for Arnett, their second first-round pick. A lot of people immediately panned it, and then they were like, oh, actually, he's not that bad. I think we just kind of overlooked him, and then the Raiders saw something and, and got their guy. Um, so yeah, I, He was I, very highly rated a year ago. People just didn't think he would go, what was it, 19th? Yeah. Right. He, he was more of like a, what, like 40s range? or uh, early Early day two. But if you know if you like your if you like a guy and no one's willing to trade trade up into your spot, then I don't I don't hate taking your guy. Yeah. So um, they drafted. They had seven picks and they took three wide receivers. Lynn Bowden technically not a wide receiver, but he was listed by one. I'm Some assuming he will be used as more of a an offensive weapon. But they went three wideouts and and three defensive backs in seven picks. Um, so Mm-mm. it's clear what their focus was in this draft. Um, and I'm sure some of them will turn out to be decent players. Yeah, my uh, my favorite pick as a Raiders fan was the Brian Edwards pick for in the sure. third round. That was a, is, he the, is he the third receiver that I didn't mention? Yep, yeah. He's the yeah third one. Who, I, obviously, I was way more about that pick than the Lynn Bowden one. I wasn't really huge on the Bowden one personally. I think it might be kind of a wasted pick i don't know if i would say wasted pick but i don't it's just a lot of want to be taysom hills and i don't know why anyone would want to be taysom hill unless you're trying to get way more money than you deserve so hey man that's what i'm about to do but yeah i like the brian Edwards <laughs> pick a lot and honestly like year one um at least fantasy wise i think he may have more like he just me may i think he'll accrue more fantasy points than rugs year one that I'm saying, yeah i'm not saying he will have like a bigger football impact just because like i said you know the impact that a deep threat has even if they're not getting the ball but 
Yeah, I think I think Brian Edwards is a good you know possibility. He gets more fantasy points than Rugs year one. Yeah. So next up, I'm going to go with the Broncos, who I think had the best draft. I'm not going to talk a ton about it, but <laughs> yeah. getting getting Jerry Judy where they got him is is exciting. As a, if you're a Broncos fan. Uh, so interrupting again, I was so pissed Raiders didn't take Lamb. I should get off my chest. That was so annoying. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I don't had know why Lamb the fuck they were doing. Number one as well, and the fact that he went third such a good fit and he's so good we'll we'll get to it anyway just continue uh, continue sorry so jerry judy i mean he's he's a good compliment for Cortland sutton and kj is it hamler or hamler i don't know hamler ham um he's i mean he's just so freaking fast Mm -hmm. just adds a dimension to their passing game that that they didn't have last year um they they also also took three wide receivers so it's just, it's it's funny to me that every team in the AFC West has said, we're not going to stop them. We just got to score points. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of right. Yeah, I mean, they, you can do everything right on defense, and it won't matter against yeah. against Mahomes sometimes. The Broncos' uh, I mean, their so, first their first two picks were receivers too. Yeah, they went wide receiver, wide receiver, cornerback. Yep. So, and then tight end or why is it wide receiver? They have a fast offense. Yeah, they 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 just load it up on speed and hands and coverage, which guys. is already with Noah Fant and uh, Corlin Sutton yeah. there. And Noah Fant might be the fastest tight end do, in the league. Do all of their receivers and tight ends run sub four or five? Like, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, God, dude. I'll yeah, look into it. Would, it. You go ahead. Would not shock me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's the Broncos. Uh, I mean, they're late round picks. They. They made some late-round picks, made some dart throws. I didn't really look into it too much. Sure. But uh, just their first three, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Uh, okay, so the Chiefs uh, did not right. trade up in the draft and had a first-round pick for the first time since 2017. Um, didn't trade up at any point until the very last round, which Brett Veach has done every year he's been GM. So it was very surprising. Uh, they took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as the last pick of the first round, which <sighs> he's a great fit. Would he have been there at 63? Probably not. Did they need to take him at 32? Also probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, the they, guy they that, could have done some like maneuvering, so maybe. What, Didn't what Mahomes want him now? Huh? Didn't? Well, like, I heard Mahomes. But, but Beach is not going to make a pick based on... At least he says that it had no impact. They had already decided before he texted. Um, if Mahomes wants take something. that with a grain of salt. You give uh, Mahomes what he wants. So I absolutely love Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, li- I like the pick at the moment. I mean, you guys heard me. I was very excited just because the fit is great. He can do some things for the offense that, I mean, you guys Maybe. saw how unstoppable they were with Kareem Hunt uh, the first yeah. half of that year. And to have that dimension back with with a kind of guy who can just hit a home run, people out thought of backfield is gnarly. Yeah, so people thought Damian Williams was like a third round fantasy pick because of this offense. So that's that's what the role is. It's such a good role. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think he'll have a massive impact year one unless there's some injuries that happen to to Damian, but. Uh, because the offense is complicated and it usually takes 
I mean, even wide receivers and running backs both take take a while to learn the Andy Reid scheme. And uh, but yeah, he's he's a very exciting pick. Uh, the other guys, they kind of, I mean, they're they're kind of like the Jets, where a lot of their picks are these guys fell for legitimate reasons, but they're also reasons that might not matter. Uh, right. Like like their second round pick probably a first round talent if he doesn't break his teammate's jaw in the locker room uh, <laughs> Billy Gage I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Jets guy's name who broke Gino's jaw but uh oh I remember that dude. yeah uh huh <laughs> so he got a locker room fight and there was a uh, some other minor thing oh not minor sorry <laughs> uh, he was in a back to the during school so class he was what taking a guy with off-field issues mm-hmm. uh he, he was busted with 10 other players for having someone take his test for him or something like that which doesn't oh yeah no that never happens in football. football play <laughs> and i think basically every d1 program does that unc has entered the chat yeah um they also took they took an offensive tackle who they might ask to play guard this year but he he is potentially the eric fisher replacement because um, I believe Fisher's contract is up either either after this year or it's voidable after this year. Something cuttable. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but he he was a, a stud in the limited action he saw at TCU. He did not allow a single sack from the tackle spot. Um, nice. They threw another couple darts. Legarius Sneed, who played cornerback initially and was great, and then they moved him to safety to get their best eleven on the field, and he he struggled there. Um, but the Chiefs have said they plan on playing him a cornerback, so that was really the only DB. Well, they took uh, Bo Pete Keys as well, who they traded back in for um, because he was not going to sign with them as an undrafted mm-hmm. free agent. Uh, but they liked him enough to, to trade back in using next year's sixth, so we'll, we'll see how those... I mean, they're dark throws at that point, but uh, guys are good athletes, even in those rounds. Um so yeah, I, I, I think the Broncos pretty clearly had the best draft, but I, I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the division. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much. League. <laughs> More or less. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Eric it's Fisher's it's contract is up in uh twenty twenty two and he'll be thirty one. So okay. two years. Maybe it, maybe it's just his guaranteed money is up after this year. I don't remember. Either way Sign, something like the, signing bonus is up. Yeah, the, the new kid is a bit of a developmental project anyway, even though he's a third-rounder. Um, but he's, he's either going to be the swing tackle this year and play inside and out as a backup or, or just slot in at left guard. Uh, not really sure yet. I know they asked him if he could play guard, and he said he could, but uh, that doesn't always translate into the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the AFC West. Cool. So you said your favorite was the Broncos, you said? Yeah, as much as I hate to admit, uh-huh. I, I, they, they improved their team the most over the draft, I should say. Gotcha. Who would you put worse, Chargers? It depends on or... how you feel about Herbert. I mean, the, <laughs> the rest the rest of the draft, like, I mean, how would you feel with the rest of the draft, though? I mean, Kenneth Murray, I, I think yeah. they did fine. I mean, they, they kind of took what came to them, which is not always the best strategy. But uh, sometimes it's what you got to do, and it, they... They did what they could with what they had. I just, I think they're the, I think they're the fourth. Gotcha, gotcha. They didn't have that many picks. No, for for you know, 
yeah, the, the Chiefs and Chargers both, I think, only ended up taking six players. Um, something like that, which is not the full complement. Mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on to the NFC uh, starting. We'll start with the North again. Um, with the um, this is the fuckery that we expected from a virtual draft. I'll just say that. So we'll oh, start I'm with. You, I'm glad you got the North. <laughs> All right. So if you ask me, hey AJ, who had the worst draft? I would say the Packers, and that's why we're starting. Like, all right. Their their first two picks were spent on backups. Um, because yeah, you never, went never a good start. You went thirteen and three last year on a point differential that was pretty like not was it was like they're like plus sixty seven I think because I was talking to someone about this earlier. Their point differential was yeah their point differential was low for how they performed. They got some good variance in their favor, and some of the rest of the division, such as the Lions, got some pretty poor variance in their favor. So. They're they're in a window of Rodgers near the end of his career, and we've seen with guys like Brady, even you know Peyton, even those in shambles, um, like these all-time guys, you just ride them out until they're absolutely done, and you don't draft their backup in the first round. Um, <laughs> just a thought. You could get a lot of players there. You could get someone on the line. You could have gotten you know like you know, Mims or Schnault or. Yeah, just so anyone in this fucking loaded receiver class, but and then second round you take a dude, I, listen. I liked AJ Dillon. He was probably outside of that top group of guys. He was one of my favorite. But you have I, you have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams right now. Who I know they're out, out of contract next year, but like didn't draft a running back next year. Like <laughs> they they really they just fucking yeah, there's, wasted there's the first no need picks. to waste a year of a running back contract that's cheap because. Analytics has the optimal strategies to just draft one every four years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, for the Packers' sake, this was this was a horrible, horrible draft. Make no sense, Rodgers. You should demand out right now. Um, Deguara, their tight end, they drafted. Looking into him, he's like an H back type of guy, like more of a like team help than a fantasy impact. Like basically, they want him to be like a like a use check more or less. It seems like I think they might even have said that. But um, yeah, this maybe their new Jean Coon. But so Sternberger still is in line as the receiving guy. Um, and like we said, this is a good spot for Love because he's not ready right away. Um, although I don't know if Rogers teach him anything or not because Rogers is a dick. Um, but terrible pick for the Packers. But yeah, like I don't know what the fuck they were doing this whole entire time. Like someone had their thumb up their ass in their mouth in their eyes. I don't know. Everywhere, all at the same time. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you not take a fucking receiver? <laughs> how like <laughs> trading? I love how fuck. you said they their first two picks were backups. Correction: the first two picks are backups that we know of so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, because yeah, what was what was the exact trade that they made? Um, let's see. They traded up. To get Jordan Love. Yeah, what yes. were they? What, what pick were they From at? 20, 28, 29? I they thought the Colts were going to go for him, I guess. Which, I guess the Colts bamboozled him, but. They listened to the pod, heard the Colts wanted to move up. But, man, because they could have gotten, you know, Higgins or Pittman or Mims or Chenault or, you know, a lot of a lot of good players. So. Yeah. Anyone for Rogers to throw to. We, like, 
I don't know. Like, Jordan Love, I don't hate them taking Jordan Love. It's just that you take him in the first round, it puts such a stigma on the pick, like, taking them that early. Mm-hmm. It's important if you think he's actually going to sit for three years, because if you don't take him in the first round, you don't get the fifth-year option, and you have to pay him after one year. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, Packers' worst draft. Poo-poo. Um... <laughs> And then next up, we have the Vikings, on the other hand, um, by a large margin, had the best draft in the division. So, random tidbit, apparently Mel Kuyper predicted the Ezra Cleveland pick um, to the Vikings, who, by most accounts, fell. Um, like, a lot of people had him going sooner. So, good pick there. Um, so, Justin Jefferson, solid pick for the most part, although I'm not as big on this fit as a lot of people are. Like, good player, receiver pick makes sense. Like, pick your favorite receiver. But, um... I don't like the fit with Thielen. I mean, obviously, I don't know how long Thielen has there. Maybe if they are planning on just, you know, one where you're Thielen, switch it out. But um, JJ, I'm going to call him JJ for now. Justin Jefferson, he's more, he, like, he's a lot better in the slot. He pretty much exclusively played in the slot last year. Was way better that way because previously he struggled a lot with press coverage. So I'm not sure what the plan is with him. Like, I guess they could have either taken Mims, who I liked, or anyone else, Pittman, Higgins, whoever. Um, or just go, just go four wide and have two slots on the field at all times. Should find out. They, they don't got dick outside. Literally, like they're they're gonna play with like a fucking like third of the field at the middle with all their tight ends and slot receivers. But um, just all passes b- between the hashes. Mm-hmm. The only guys outside will be you know, Dalvin Cook, <laughs> just behind the line of scrimmage. But so I was like, I'm like, I was kind of thinking through it. Maybe why not try to trade it for the with the boys for Lamb. And say, okay, if they're going to collab Gladney later, do they need Dancer too? Why not trade that pick up as well? I don't know. I'm not in Jerry Jones's phone, so I couldn't call him and ask him if he would have done the trade. But um, I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> if Dallas is on the clock at 18 and CD is there, there's no amount of yeah. picks that's going to pry that pick from his hands. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> but yeah, so this, like, probably overanalyzing it some, but I just wanted to, like, pick into a pick that everyone was loving which i liked but didn't love um but overall the way i did the, the way i did the division um and overall especially like the first two days the like grounds one through three i liked a lot so but not a not a hard bar or like hard high bar to clear out draft in division um lions okay looking into it more i'm not as pooping on them but i'm still pooping on them um, they're still second best in the division because of whoever else was in there. Um, so I literally half what the fuck and half, I guess I'll put sort of impressed. So on the Okuda thing, they had like zero fucking leverage to trade out of three because, well, one, there was no way they were going to take Tua. I mean, I, there was a rumor for like three days they would. Everyone's like, what the fuck? No, Stafford. Their fucking, lo- their smokescreen attempt was so bad. <laughs> yeah, and so everyone knew they wanted Okuda, and so they were stuck with pick again, which obviously great player, but so I like the pick since they made the pick, but they should have been able to trade the pick. So again, half what the fuck, Lions, of course, half impressed because good player. Um, next up, the Swift pick. <sighs> this made me sad because I love Swift, and this is like one of the worst possible spots for him because there's two and things. For the Lions, like it wasn't good, like it was just bad. Yeah, because. I was like, so, like, really, Lions was running back the problem? Was on Johnson's inability to stay on the field really why you guys fucking suck? Like, was right. it was it not the coach? Was it not, you know, Matthew Stafford got hurt? Was it, you know, a lot of different things. Was it the, in, the inability to realize you have a 
generational talent at tight end. Like, I don't know. Um, Your defensive players walking during the play. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone hating the coach. I don't know. But apparently running back was the issue that they addressed in the second round. They definitely couldn't have taken McKinney or Delpit. Like, so, and, like, if you don't take DeAndre Swift there, even at their next pick, if and you're not counting any running back pushdown, Keyshawn Vaughn was still there, who solid enough to, I think, pair with carry on a reasonably say, hey, we want to have insurance. Um, or, you know, if Swift gets if Swift pushes everyone down, A.J. Dillon, who I just shit on the Packers for taking, was actually also still there, who I think would be a great compliment to carry on to kind of be the quote-unquote LeGarrette Blunt, who I kind of comp Dillon to anyway. So, I don't know. Because this pick's either saying they're going to run a committee with two second-round running backs, which is dumb as shit. Um, like, that's a waste of two, two, like two seconds. Um, if you're going to put two second-round running backs in a committee. Um, or which, or they're just admitting they're done with carry-on, which I have less issue with because at least they're not like holding on to the mistake. But I don't think carry-on is a mistake, so I'm, so I'm just calling them wrong here. Um, so... Swift, great player, but like the pig makes zero fucking sense for the Lions in the fit. So it's, I, I feel like if the teams could redraft the second round, a lot of teams would. <laughs> they all just panicked and took something they didn't fucking need. Yeah, maybe they all thought it started like later than it did. I don't know. <laughs> they thought they were doing the mock draft for the day first. <laughs> Someone had the wrong time zone on this, like the Zoom call. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, they got rid of Quandre Diggs. They didn't take any safeties. Yeah, like, so McKinney and Delpit were both there. Delpit fell to the fucking Browns, like, so, anyway. And then the next two picks, they got linemen, which cracked me up because every, like, everywhere I looked mock-wise and, like, projection-wise had them swapped on their spots, so kind of funny. But um, one pick I was actually a big fan of, which kind of redeemed it for me, was uh, Quintess Cephas, who I love him talent-wise. Um, the thing we talked about pre-draft, Wyatt, was, though, um, he... Was I think he was he spent it for like 15 months because he was involved in a sexual assault allegation, which did end up getting like fully cleared in a real court, not just like a bullshit college court like Jameis got to get. Um, so I always shit on Jameis, but so well now it's with the Saints, so you get to do it all the time. Exactly, I'm glad I still get the shit on him. And Brady being on the Bucks makes it fun to show on him. Anyway, so Cephas is like he's really good, and with Marvin Jones potentially on the way out soon. Um, I think this is his last year under contract. I think he'll have a good role there, but he's super talented. It's just, like I said, as long as that was just a blip that he said, I haven't looked into it enough yet, but as long as he's actually a good human, along with being a good player, I think that was a solid pick. So, and then, man, I've been rambling this division and that, uh, well, it was a lot to go over. It was, well, uh, it was, that yeah, division had we're a not lot even done. What, God, what I got shit on the, the bears too. Oh, he forgot the bears. Yeah, which I think everyone did. The Bears might have forgotten the Bears. <laughs> the Bears might have forgotten the Bears. I don't know. They forgot something because they literally drafted, like, another Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. Um, so they didn't have their first because they sent it away for Cleo Mack. It's a Cleo Mack good player, um, obviously. But I don't know why they drafted Cole Komet. Um, he's essentially a tight end that can catch and not block, which they signed Jimmy Graham. Who does that too? So he's already so good at that. They basically they basically signed a younger, not good yet Jimmy Graham. So anyway, I don't know what it is with Ryan Pace and his tight ends, but like, did anyone get the official count? How many he had at one point? Wasn't it ten? They had a lot of tight ends. He loves tight ends, dude. Like maybe he thinks like that's the answer to like get Trubisky a safety net, but I don't fucking know. 
Like he's he's trying. It seems like he's trying so hard to like fix that Trubisky pick instead <laughs> we, of just admitting it. I don't know. If every player we put out there can catch the ball, he can't fix it without first round picks. Exactly. But <laughs> they also brought Nick Foles in, so anyway, we'll see. Um, I did like their Jalen Johnson pick a lot. That's why they're above the uh, Packers here. I think he was a good uh, second round snag there. Um, and then that's it. All the picks are gone. Nice job, Ryan Pace. So. <laughs> They got Kindle Jimmy Graham Wilder too in a good like corner. A Dark Souls name. Do what? I said Kindle Wilder sounds like a Dark Souls <laughs> name. It's <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, NSC North pretty rough. Um, yep. The Bears Outside should. The Vikings. Yeah, the Bears should be pretty bad this year. I'm fairly certain. Which? Yeah, I I'm, still don't believe that they have one whole quarterback on their roster. I am very sad as someone who believes in Allen Robinson, which I think a lot of people believe in Allen Robinson. Like, he's a good player. I just feel so bad for him. Although, I, I guess he I like that. He literally single-handedly there. got Christian Hackenberg drafted. I was about to say that. He's like, he's the reason Christian Hackenberg got drafted. Yeah, also, isn't he like, <laughs> he's still pretty young, right? Yeah. Yeah, 26? 27 or 26. Yeah, he's right 26. Now gonna be 27 in uh, August like he's still young he's still got a lot of good years left in him so yeah but I, I, I was about to say I think Foles is better for Alshon than Trubisky is but anyway this is draft take not a uh, full on Ryan Pace shitting on so we will move on back to um, let's see Josh you just, yeah do you wanna pop over since you just went like right before me or are you good to go uh, no I can go alrighty alright Hit us with NFC the NFC South. South. Yep. Yep. Jinx, you have me. Uh, we're going to go in no particular order here. Uh, start with the Saints. Their first pick was Cesar Ruiz, who was pretty widely regarded as the best interior O-line prospect in the draft. Mm. Yep. Good um, sign, yeah. Not really a position of need for the Saints. They have one of the better offensive lines in general, but... Uh, Anytime you can shore that up with a kind of a luxury pick, they didn't have a ton of holes, so I I, I like that pick, and he should be a staple on their offensive line, uh, if not this year, then next, and from the year years on. Um, and then they traded up for pretty much every other pick they made. Uh, so they they traded their third this year and the third next year for Zach Bond, who I mean they got him in the third, and a lot of people had a first round grade on him. Uh, yeah, I know. He dropped so far. He dropped really far for whatever reason, but uh, he seems seems like he's a pretty good player that they got. It did cost him two-thirds, but, uh, you know, sometimes what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And then the weird one for me was trading their fourth-round pick, their fifth-round pick, their sixth-round pick, and someone else's seventh-round pick that they had to get back into the late third round and make another pick for a tight end Troutman from Dayton from Mm -hmm. Dayton Ohio (laughs) Uh, which was a little perplexing I mean he's a I'm sure he's a good player but removing four darts from your hand when at that point you know I mean third round you usually find solid players and they Mm -hmm. must have really liked him but uh, four picks for a third round is it's kind of a lot, so he, he better be good. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I like him uh, as like uh, it's a week tight end class, but he was like he was in my I think 
remember what I said. I it's like top two or three. Number probably, one. Probably top, top yeah. two or three. I talked yeah. about him, at least on our pod, when tight ends yeah, came out. I think he was our number one tight end prospect mm-hmm. out of a bad tight end class. Yeah. It was a matter of did we count Chase Claypool or not, but he and um, Harrison right. Bryant were my favorites. <laughs> yeah. So. so, anyway, they only ended up with four picks because they traded back into the draft again after giving up their last four for Troutman. Um, and they got Tommy Stevens just as a middle finger to the Panthers, which is <laughs> hilarious. Um, Tommy Stevens, pretty much going to be Taysom Hill light. Another player like that who, who's just kind of an athlete who can throw the ball. He can run okay. But he was going to sign with the Panthers, and Sean Payton wouldn't have it. So they traded back <laughs> in just to grab him. Gotta love some pettiness. If he can throw the ball, though. hysterical. If he can throw the ball, he's not Taysom Hill. Taysom <laughs> Hill can. He's not an NFL passer, but he can throw the ball. Okay, next up, uh, Falcons. AJ, jump in anytime if I'm saying some wildly wrong shit because yeah. I know you have more info on this. Um, but they didn't take any skill position players on offense, so it's there's not a lot of buzz about their draft class. But I, you know, I think they they kind of played it safe and did okay. I think they got. Uh, pretty clearly the third best cornerback in the draft uh, and A.J. Terrell or Terrell. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I was cool with that pick. Yeah. He, uh, you know, people knock him for the LSU game, but, mm. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's LSU. It's Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase to Justin Jefferson to even, uh, he wasn't covering Clyde Edwards, but. Uh, he was there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was Jamar right Chase there. Was the stuff, he, got, yeah. he got beat by Jamar Chase twice, and he was right there. It was just a perfect throw. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to tip your cap. So people knocked him for that because it was just methodical. Yeah, there was nothing he could do. He was right there. Yeah, I uh, mean, counterpoint, Richard Sermon in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Players have <laughs> off games. It happens, yeah. Yeah, so knocking a guy for one game when he put down consistent tape almost every other game against high-level competition it's kind of kind of rough, so I, I like the pick. I think uh, I think he's going to be a solid player. Um, so yeah, uh, they they also drafted a an interior line alignment in the third uh, with Hennessy, which uh, great name. Yep, great name. Eighty grade. Uh, yeah. Eighty proof. So, <laughs> that that too. Hopefully higher. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Falcons kind of played it safe. Did okay. Yeah, it was a, it was a very Danquin draft. Yeah, I think I think they had a couple couple starting quality players um, right off the bat, and then some guys that might develop into, into some other role players. Um, yeah. All right. Next up is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were one of the more intriguing teams of the off season for obvious reasons. Um, they were one of the teams that took a tackle in the first round, trading up one spot, kind of oddly. Um, but I guess they knew Joe Staley was retiring. So they traded with the uh, the 49ers to get up and get uh, Tristan Wirfs, who you know he has he has probably the highest or one of the highest ceilings of any of the tackles, but he also I think has one of the lower floors. Uh, yeah, and the, the people don't even know if he's a tackle. Yeah, yeah. But... and I I noted if if he ends up sliding into guard and they took pick number thirteen on a guard. I mean, I'm right. sure he'd be a fine guard. He, he profiles as an absolute monster athletically. Uh, his footwork is the main concern, and that's it's hard to coach after they've been playing for a while. So 
Um, if he can't figure out tackle and ends up being a, uh, oh, who just slid inside and did fine? Eric Flowers. Um, they're, right. They're, they're going to get killed for this pick. But <laughs> he's he's absolutely one of the most athletic players in the first round. Um, I really like their second pick, Antoine Winfield Jr., who a lot of people had as the top safety. Mm, yep. Um, I mean, he's, it, he's, a day, he's, he's a day one starter and just patrols everything and just knocks the snot out of people. Yeah, well, it's, uh, very needed against Falcons and Saints. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge get for them. Uh, I know a lot of people like Keyshawn Vaughn. I, I don't, honestly. I think it was pretty uninspiring as far as a, a dart throw. Uh, yeah, I think a lot he, of the... I think a lot of the Vaughn hype is just because Bucks offense people are tired of Rojo. Yeah, I mean, sure, he'll get work, but he doesn't have any elite traits, and uh, you know, his best receiving season, he only had 25 catches. It's almost uh, like they miss Peyton Barber. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm sure he'll get some work, and Rojo, if Rojo can't fight him off, then Rojo's pretty much done. Yeah, but, uh, my my like one weird take is that I do think Rojo actually improved enough last year and will hold off Keyshawn Vaughn, and he's going to get overdrafted in rookie drafts. But yeah, I I, I personally I, I would follow more with that take than the Keyshawn being the starter take. You know, I I Google these players and it's like Keyshawn poised for significant work this year and like poised to be a fantasy monster. Or whatever, just like <laughs> he doesn't have breakaway speed. He, he doesn't have very good moves. He's not elusive. He's just kind of, he just tries to run through you for three extra yards instead of trying to break break a 50 yard. Um, so I don't know. I, I wasn't huge on that pick. Uh, and I know a lot of people really liked it. So I, I do like the Bucks draft overall just because of their first two. If I mean, Winfield, I think, is, is pretty safe. And if Worfs works out and is protecting Brady's right side, then. That's a huge get. So if he um, if he works out, I almost stuttered and said that. <laughs> I don't know if he said that. Uh, all right, last team, uh, Panthers. So they got Brown and Gross Matos on the DL uh, as their <laughs> first two picks, which I think pretty good picks. Uh, some people had uh, Gross Matos in the in the first round. They got him in the second pretty early, but. Uh, those two should make an immediate impact because they lost, I think, three starters on the defensive line, if I'm wearing right, and two of them went to the Cowboys. Um, yeah, and they, they did not have a good run defense last year anyway. They so, bled defensively. Yeah, no, they lost a lot no, of pieces. No significant loss there. I mean, they went all defense, first team in a long time, to use seven picks on one side of the ball. <laughs> um, yes, not a it. single offensive player drafted. Yeah. Could they have taken a quarterback? Maybe, but uh, they they went in with a plan, and I think they executed fairly well. Uh, Jeremy Chin is pretty intriguing. He's he's kind of the the reverse Isaiah Simmons, where Simmons plays linebacker, but can drop back into safety. Chin can kind of play as a box safety slash linebacker, um, but he needs he's going to need some coaching because uh, he's he's just a great athlete, but I'm not sure he's NFL ready just yet. <laughs> Um, yeah, my my big gripe with the Panthers draft was I, I really really am adamant they should have taken Simmons instead of Brown. Probably at four. They, 
you know, getting Chin is a decent consolation. Yeah, I, I like Chin a lot. I just, I don't, I feel like they should, they could have taken Simmons there. Too. Yeah, Simmons I, and yeah. grab, like, take take Simmons and grab someone who does what Brown does instead of trying to, like, take Brown and yeah, then... Do the reverse. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that would have gone a lot better. Like, a lot of people mocked yeah. Simmons there. Um, yeah. I do think he would have helped give their defense an identity, but overall, I, I, still think, retiring. I still think they did okay. And mm-hmm. in, in fact, I think they did the best in the division. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a relatively like underwhelming draft. For that Pretty game, underwhelming cause... overall from all of them. Because all their teams Saints, are complete. Saints and Falcons. Yeah. It should be a quite a competitive Saints. division. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I was I was definitely between the Bucks and Panthers and and even the Falcons. I, I didn't really like how much the Saints gave up trading up for players. The but... Saints have like the weirdest drafts every year. I, they started with seven picks and they ended up with four. Top yeah. three weirdest, along with Pats and Seahawks, right? <laughs> right. Pretty close, yeah. Well, he traded cool. away a first to get like what that uh, who was the guy they took? The defensive tackle. They gave away a first the following year for it. Oh, was it Davenport? I don't remember oh, it. I kind of remember that. Marcus Davenport, dude. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway. Yes, if you're wondering, he hasn't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that's uh, that's CFC South. Oh god, cats on the keyboard. <laughs> Type in CPO. Cats on the keyboard with the silver spoon. <laughs> oh, so, that uh, actually did type what you said. Okay, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, right. yeah, Mozzie, you are up with the uh, NFC East. Oh baby. Oh man. What? One of the most fun divisions to cover, just in general. Team this division is just fueled by hatred. Uh, let's see. I'm going to start with the Cowboys. They're the one that uh, I've been hearing the most about as well. Did I lose you guys? Nope. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, my uh, my mic cut out for a sec. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I'm going to start with the Cowboys. Uh, I don't understand how all these other GMs could let the Cowboys have as good of a draft as they did, and I'm really mad about it because I hate the Cowboys. Um, but they did get CeeDee Lamb right there at 17. Mm-hmm. Fell right to him. And like while this would normally punish most teams that really, really needed a cornerback or safety, they still got Trayvon Diggs in the second round from Alabama, making their first two picks like instant starters, uh, which sucks. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, Honestly, Trayvon Diggs is, as of right now, not a huge drop-off from Byron Jones, who they let go, to be completely honest. Um, so that really stinks. But everyone keeps saying that they won the draft, and I don't really see it like that whatsoever. In fact, I would argue that they didn't really need to take Lamb, considering they just paid Amari Cooper a buttload, and they have Michael Gallup. They could have really used tight ends, but there weren't any in this draft. So, like... I don't know. I don't really think they had a great one altogether. Some people like Neville Gallimore, but he sounds like he's from Harry Potter. And people also liked Taco Charlton a lot, who I also frowned on because he also had a really stupid name. Um, (laughs) You hate stupid names. (laughs) So I'm not going to say that they had a great draft yet. Uh, Let's see. The only one I really did like was uh, the Tyler it's either Biadaz or Biadaz there from Wisconsin center. I think he was a lot higher on people's boards in the, 
the previous year than this next, like the this recent one. But I was really hoping that the Jets would take him at the end of the fourth that they got from the Pats there. They did not. The Cowboys got him. And they just lost Travis, Travis Fredericks. So they really needed a center. So that was a pretty good pick for them. Um, I don't know. I So far, I'm not huge on Dallas's draft other than that, that they got Lamb, and that really stinks for everybody else. <laughs> I don't know how people could let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Lamb is so freaking good. It made me upset. <laughs> I really wanted him on the Raiders. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, then I don't you know, have man. The Redskins. I know, right? I don't know. Then you have the Redskins. Uh, I had a, so I had a couple Redskins friends and their fans. They asked me if I thought that they would take Tua or if thought they would trade down. And I ultimately said pretty much every time they've got a defensive head coach now and the number two guy is a defensive coach with Jack Del Rio. Like, they're going to take Chase Young. And they did. Congratulations. You did not fuck up. <laughs> uh, you took the guy that you're supposed to take. Uh, and that is a really, really good pass rusher um, from Ohio State that's just been pumping out good pass rushers the past few years. A lot of people like this Antonio uh, Gibson guy as well. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about him other than that. He is a running back and a wide receiver at the same time. I don't know which one they're going to put him at. I think he might kind of be a Chris Thompson style guy. Receiver help, but I like they have a ton of running backs. They're just all injured. Yeah, like he's like I said, I think I think a Chris Thompson ish thing makes sense. He like he's six he's six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where they're gonna so, put him exactly. <laughs> right. He's a six foot tall running back that doesn't have great route running. So Jaguars signed Chris Thompson earlier today. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, so they need a replacement wow. for him, so that makes sense, but maybe. Yeah, so I'm like, I have no idea. He's not ideal as a running back, and he's not ideal as a wide receiver, and yet he can do both somewhat. So we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, they did get a tackle as well from LSU, and the, probably the biggest name that they got was Antonio Gandy-Golden, who a lot of people had as sort of a sleeper wide receiver coming into this draft. Uh, my biggest thing with Gandy-Golden is he has a lot of really good attributes that you like but he is not good at getting separation and that's a big no-no for me so i'm not huge on him yet well i'll have to see how he does after his first year uh so all in all like the redskins pretty much had a really standard basic solid draft mm-hmm. not anything outstanding or really terrible uh, i thought the giants had a slightly better draft altogether i like the andrew thomas pick a lot of people had worfs going to them but everybody also said that Andrew Thomas was the safest pick, a.k.a. the one least likely to bust. So I am totally happy with them taking <laughs> Andrew Thomas first because that means he's, like, the best lineman. Like, sometimes people's arguments for things, they like, when you put them into paper, they don't actually make sense. Like, and, like Tristan Wirfs is the number one tackle prospect, but Andrew Thomas is the safest. Well, if you're the safest, doesn't that mean that you're the least likely to... S- to suck <laughs> or you're the least likely to bust wouldn't i don't like I don't know. for the browns probably <laughs> the way to go <laughs> right so i'm i'm totally okay with them taking thomas uh, i won't hate him for that i like that they got xavier mckinney too um great i mean most people's consensus top safety yet we liked winfield a lot too mm-hmm. and they get a tackle matt pert which just sounds like 
a 10-year starter right there and an offensive tackle. I've never seen him play it down from uh, UConn. Yeah, Matt Pert with the nice <laughs> pancake on that run block. Hate uh, and they got another lineman out of Oregon. But, yeah, just uh, all around just sort of a pieces draft. Uh, I, I liked what the Giants did. I thought they had a good one, which is nice for Gettleman because he's had a rough couple uh, outings here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the one uh, the one team I really wanted to get to from the East that I just had to get to is the Eagles because they had a hell of a draft. Oh, man. I'm like I don't even know where to start on them, so I I'll start with their first pick, which was Rigor. Am I saying it right? Is it, it Rigor or Rager? I, I don't know. I think it's Rager. Is it Rager? I don't know. I could be wrong. Just just don't Either show way. on his living conditions. <laughs> I I don't understand this pick at all. I'm sorry. I thought this was way too early. They needed wide receivers, sure. Why was this the first one you took? This is where Justin Jefferson should have gone. <laughs> you just got rid of Aguilar. Yeah. Who works out of the slot is Jeff Jefferson. Um, whatever, right? I don't know. So they take this guy. He looks basically like Deshaun Jackson 2.0. He's 5'11", 205, and he's really, really, really fast. Deshaun Jackson's coming back from injury, so they go ahead and get his replacement. I don't know. There were, a f- I don't know, just some bad decisions all around. Most importantly, though... In the second round, instead of taking a cornerback or a safety, you know, something to really help that team out that honestly had so many pieces working that they just needed a few minor details to be a really good team. Instead, you draft Jalen goddamn Hurts <laughs> in the second round. And I just, I hate this pick so much. I can't, like, I, <laughs> I've heard, I have heard every like Philly excuse for why this is a good pick from Roseman to their fans and it's just not a good pick I'm so, it's a dumb pick and I even concede that like if there is one team in the NFL just one that can look you in the eye and say we believe the backup quarterback is literally the second most important position on the team yeah it's the Eagles but you still don't take your backup in the second round <laughs> also why hurts <laughs> he does not profile as an NFL level passer anytime it soon. No, he is like going to take sense. a quarterback, not him. Like Fromm would have made more sense here. He could have gotten Fromm in the fifth, and he's actually kind of like Carson Wentz in a lot of ways. <laughs> I I don't understand what they're doing. They they get Marquise Goodwin, Jalen Rigor, and Jalen Hurts, and then they give. Carson wins a ton of money and bring in. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm confused. <sighs> I, no, I, I agree. Like I don't get why. Because my big thing with Hertz was like I can't grade him because I think he needs a couple of years before he's actually ready. Which maybe the Eagles are the team to get him ready. But like if their justification is oh we want to get backup, then that's not right. <laughs> like he's not there yet. He's not like an immediate guy yet. Right, like, are you gonna? Are you saying you're gonna move on from Wentz after his contract? Are you already telling him that? <laughs> are you like, are you giving him that information now? Because that's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not a knows. good idea to let him go. Yeah. regardless. No, I think the pick says that that's what they're doing, unless they actually just don't know how to draft a backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're gonna like. It could just be like, oh, if. Wentz is good and stays healthy, they trade Hurts. If not, they use Hurts. Like, I don't fucking know. But still, like, I don't think you want to bank on that. 
like I mean, one or the just, other. <laughs> say you just paid Carson Wentz a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Why why are you not putting the pieces around that investment to succeed with say a cornerback or a safety or one of these important defensive backs in a very very strong passing league? Yeah, I don't know, but so yeah, they lost the East uh, easily. Unfortunately, I'd say the Cowboys probably did have the best draft. With I think the Giants at number two, and then the Redskins right behind them. Potatoes. Yeah, so Potatoes. Unfor- I unfortunately agree. Yeah, the Cowboys getting CD Lamb at eighteen really just boost your whole draft. Yep. <laughs> That's a fucking steal, man. I so, hate it. <laughs> yeah. But so Jolly, you ready to hit the West here? On to the West. Mm-hmm. I've rested up. I'm ready Which, to go again. Yeah. My before we start, my take. This was who I was thinking when I said most competitive, but I did forget about NFC South briefly. Like those are probably, in my opinion, the two most competitive divisions. I was thinking NFC West as well. Yeah, AJ. West and South. Yeah, NFC West and South. Yeah, should be the most competitive too. I think the AFC West is pretty competitive too. Both yeah. the West. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great fight. Wow, for a second. wow, West. <laughs> <laughs> Not biased at all. <laughs> let's right. fire up. Let's fire up the NFC West. We'll start out with the 49ers. Really only had two, had a fifth, sixth, and seventh round pick, kind of dart throws, and then two first rounders. Um, Buckner, they uh, traded for the Colts first, and with that pick, they took Javon Kinlaw and Javon Kinlaw, man. Yeah. And uh, he's basically going to be Buckner's replacement. Uh, it's kind of funny. He wants to wear, I don't know if this is official that he's going to wear his number, but he wants to wear DeForest's number. <laughs> um, and he kind of comps similar to him, but he is still raw. And my takeaway from this pick is really what the 49ers' plan is. Um, just coming off the Super Bowl, you think, okay, we are that close. How can we improve? And I don't think this improves their team in the present. I think that's pretty clear because he's still a raw product. Um, yeah, so- I actually agree. I don't understand trading I think it was a cap move because yeah, Buckner was, was going to hold out unless he got a new contract wow. um, and the trade was contingent on him getting a new contract from his new team um, I mean that would make the most sense that would make sense and so you, if you're the 49ers then at that point you're just saying let's get the closest thing we can to him yeah. and this is what they thought was the closest thing so, yeah. um <laughs> Second guy I want to talk about on the Niners is uh, Ayuk, receiver out of Arizona State. I actually think the fit for the Niners is pretty great here. He, um, the way the Niners work is, you know, what they were doing with Emmanuel Sanders and Debo is like, let's get them the ball and then let them make plays really with their legs and their their ability. Yak, <laughs> and that's what this guy does. Um, 11 yards after catch and uh, with Sanders gone I think he can fill fill that spot or that's that's what the Niners are hoping and so they they traded up from 31 for him right yeah they got back in yes. the first round they traded up to take him I was not a fan of this apparently personally. John Lynch had him as as 1B to CD Lamb it's 1A Buckwild see I I, I, I so good no, go ahead. Yeah, I think we're in the same vein. I I don't get it at all. He's a worse Debo. Yeah, I don't see Ayuk as like I don't know. I feel like they're saying that post draft 
but I don't actually really believe it. Yeah. I felt like Pittman made way more sense for them than Ayuk did. I liked Pittman as a prospect better than Ayuk. Like yeah, I, I watched Ayuk's tape. I didn't get the huge hype around him. Not saying he won't develop, but he didn't look ready to me as like a top consensus wide wide out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I think there's more overlap with Tebow than like compliment. Um, but like Pittman, like makes sense. They need. I think the outside threat of Pittman would have been a benefit. And Pittman will block like a baller too, like which I thought they would kind of covet. But I'm not big on the IU pick because we were like, you were not talking about because you were concerned about Debo. And my thought was, well, Sanders is gone. So that's that. And then Breed is gone. So bringing in Ayuk. And um, who else did they bring in? There's someone else they brought. But um, oh yeah, Hurts is going to be healthy this year. And then Pettis is in the doghouse. So I, don't, I think Debo's safe. I'm not big on Ayuk yet. So, but anyway, I think there's some overlap with Debo. I think he fits what they try to do on offense, Kyle Mm -hmm. Shanahan. But, and that's that's why I was okay with the pick. Um, But again, they did kind of struggle finding people with through the air last year. So maybe that's one of the reasons why, because they're looking for too many similar traits among Mm -hmm. their wide receivers. Maybe Shanahan just wants everyone the same. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So. Niners kind of just replacing the guys that went out the door and um, run it back. Yeah, uh, better quarterback let's eventually. Do what we did, just better and faster. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. And then there's the Seahawks draft, which <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I've been waiting for this one. This was like so bizarre. What I just can't wrap my head around it because I don't watch that much college football, anyways. But just seeing the needs that I would think the Seahawks would have would be, okay, you have two solid receivers at DK and Lockett, and either let's put more, put put one more receiver out there to give to Russell Wilson to pass the ball to. And apparently that receiver is a sixth rounder they drafted. <laughs> um, or protect... Russell Wilson so he can find the two guys he has to throw to. Instead they drafted um, a lot of guys on defense and an offensive lineman. They now have 19 offensive linemen rostered. So talk about a fight for who's going to actually be on the line at the start of the season. Maybe they just think Russell does his best work on the run so they're just like get him scrambling as soon as possible. Right. Oof. And it, what, what were you guys' thoughts on their draft? Since well, everyone was confused on the Jordan Brooks pick. That was like the general, right? See the thing. linebacker they took. Yeah. Yep. In the first over Patrick Queen, right? Yes. Which the Ravens were probably like uh... <laughs> started salivating. Yeah. yeah them them yeah. casually picking up Queen at twenty-seven. Just yeah, that, that draft just fell to the Ravens. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I don't. That was the big like, huh, on them. So, because a, a lot of people had him like second round, like a lot of people are saying Carolina second rounder, but mm, <clears throat> taking him right before Patrick Queen was kind of hilarious. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's their guy. You never mm-hmm. know who they end up liking. Yeah, the thing with Seahawks is it's like you kind of have to wait and see. Well, I don't know some of their picks, the Rashad Penny pick was dumb, but. Some of, their picks, some of their picks are just dumb. 
but sometimes they're like playing 40 chess but like sometimes the 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 stack of the boards falls over and you put the pieces back wrong <laughs> yeah and so. that, that was my takeaway with the seahawks is like it seems like every year there's something with yeah. Seattle. like what's going on here and then they end up competing and at the beginning of the year you're like okay they're probably not going to be at the top of the division i didn't think so last year and, and then they get they're... stopped eight inches short of winning it oof exactly <laughs> Uh, that's that's the Seahawks. Then we move to the Rams. Um, they kind of fit the same theme as the 49ers where they're just trying to throw guys in spots they lost players and uh, run it back. And for them, they're hoping that last year was just a blimp and that a retool. Say a blip or a blimp? Blip. A blip. <laughs> it was a blip earlier, too. <laughs> I think I said that twice today already. Yeah. Um, Jolly's just been hounding beers in the background. (laughs) How drunk are you? So I keep going on mute, guys, now. Beers Um, for Burrow? (laughs) Beers for Burrow. Blackout for Burrow. Yep, you're welcome, Bengals, for these ideas. TM, TM. Um, Yeah, and it's either going to work this year or they're going to be in a full rebuild. But a couple of the guys they brought in, um, running back Akers, I think it's just going to be a position battle between Henderson, him and Brown for who's going to get the most touches. I would imagine it's going to be a split. It's going to be a committee um, this season. Um, None of those guys really give me any confidence. Um, The tape doesn't exactly jump off the screen. I do like the acres fit to the Rams a lot um, because they're one of the, like they started running a lot more gap last year. Um, when they're trying to like fix their offense, basically, and that's what Acres needs, especially to start out. So I do love the fit for his sake, and especially for like fantasy sake, I think he can thrive here. Whereas I think there are a lot of places he could have just been stuck a little bit the first year or two. I agree. I like I like Acres here. I it, but he does have like a bit of a committee there to work through. Um, but I honestly I think he's the best of the bunch. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm Brown at least has the experience. I'm not. I don't have any st- like stake in Henderson personally. But yeah, I don't think Henderson, especially the way they used him last year. I think it would be between Acres and Brown for the lead role, and even then, it's probably. No, I mean, they were, they were weekend at burning fucking Gurley, <laughs> and they still couldn't. They still couldn't get Daryl Henderson the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, what a great description for, for Gurley's <laughs> last season. And then they took a receiver as well. Um, it's going to be a, a lot less pressure on him considering they have Cup and Woods still. Um, but I Van think Jefferson. It, Van Jefferson Jr. That name flows nicely. Yeah. <clears throat> is Van short for something? Is, is just Van? I think it actually is. Vandilius. <laughs> no, it's, uh, Vanshee? It's, it's Vanshee. V-A-N-C-H-I-I. Like a Banshee. Vanshee but... LaShawn Jefferson. One of, his, um, one of his positives is that he's the son of a former NFL receiver. Hmm. That's one of his strengths in his draft profile. So. Yeah, son of Jan Jefferson. <laughs> you know when his, when his, his, his first strength in this... It's actually uh, Sean. <laughs> 
<laughs> his first strength in this NFL comp is possesses uncommon competitive competitive streak and attitude. His second biggest strength is father is longtime NFL receiver and NFL receivers coach. I mean, it doesn't. The receivers hurt. coach is interesting. The receivers coach, but come on, shouldn't yeah. you be putting points about the actual player Wait, and style first? Did you guys know that Pat Mahomes' dad played in the MLB? <laughs> Did what? you know that Jimmy Graham played basketball? <laughs> anyway, uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. <laughs> so this is definitely, this is where I just mailed it in with the Cardinals. So they took Simmons. That's what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Great but pick. Not for, not for, I thought it was a great pick as well. Not for any of the reasons you think. Because I just got his card on Madden. And, like, I was reading stuff about Simmons because I was like, oh, I've played with his card. But his his card in Madden is, like, a juiced-up version of him. He's, like, really speedy, athletic, can do a lot of different things on the football field. Um, his only weakness is that his pat he can't, like, get off and, like, he can't get off. He cannot get off. Guy. <laughs> he's, he's just slightly under. That's why he's got so much pent-up aggression. Oh, I thought I was going to get through this one. <laughs> He, he really gets stopped um, when he gets hit with a block. So I think if he can develop better instincts that way and I guess just like strength or or pass rush moves. Um, he should greatly thing, help their tight end defense. Yeah, he can cover tight ends, running backs, wide receivers. Um, worse last year? Yeah. By a large margin. Oh, God, they were so bad every year for yeah. like a decade. It was so... Like reliable, just pick it the was it was the, the Vance Cardinals. it was the Vance Joseph uh, defense specifically, so yeah, Martin Lewis coaching tree right there. <laughs> Simmons is uh he had I think he he only played one year at linebacker and was kind of move moving around. Um, so I think you know having a dedicated position will help him in developing. So like a lot of his weaknesses could just be because he hasn't had time there. Yeah, if they commit to playing him a linebacker and say you need to put on thirty pounds, you know, I I think a lot of the getting off blocks thing could could easily disappear. Yes, he's a good NFL body. Not and everyone's DK. And to wrap up the West, I think the Cardinals are going to be the most interesting team this year, just because adding Hopkins, you can really see if Murray like can actually be a good NFL quarterback and if he if he does take that next step they can they can compete. I don't think there's a single team in this division that couldn't compete for the title, the division title. Yeah, Arizona's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to this division in general a lot. Hopkins and Kyler should be a really (laughs) fucking good pairing. I am pretty pretty fucking stoked as a Kyler dynasty uh, Mm -hmm. stockholder. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, having the draft virtual I've got like record viewership. Apparently, all a lot of the uh, like coaches and GMs liked a lot too because they got to spend more time with their family during it all, just because it's usually just a busy week weekend everything. So, I think maybe the viewership was was because everyone's at home and they're yeah that, sports for three months. Not uh-huh. necessarily that it was virtual. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was interesting. It was definitely one to remember. Yeah, there was like a ton of betting on it, which is funny. Because, yeah, like I said, no sports to bet on, so the draft. I love the one night where Goodell slowly, like, 
descends into his chair. He, just he melts becomes it. the chair. <laughs> Did you see they're auctioning off a chance to uh, to go watch in that chair? a football game? I think it was watch Monday Night Football with Goodell one week um, in his house. Wow. Which is like, I, I think... <laughs> I think the president of Barstool has the leading bid on that right now. <laughs> I would, I would That's hope funny. it's a lot like the office episode with the dinner party. <laughs> like, it's that level of awkward. You, you know Portnoy would wear the, the Goodell shirt, too, with the clown nose. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. Okay, so he shared his 50K vi- uh, bid. It's up over 100000 now. Shut up, autoplay. I'm reading this article out loud. Priorities. To you guys, <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodell will outbid it if Portnoy's the lead. <laughs> Goodell is uh, a little short on cash right now, though. <laughs> Since he took his salary to zero. I assume he's got a little bit uh, stocked up. <laughs> yeah, I, would, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, pretty sure. I think he could leave that salary at zero for the rest of his foreseeable life and their family would still never need to work again. <laughs> Speaking of, Jerry Jones made his draft pick from his fucking yacht. It's got to throw that out there. It honestly <laughs> looked like a caricature of a yacht. Like The whole thing was very it caricature was like a 12 foot wide couch. The couch was so huge. Which, social you distance get into on. that, like, like custom made furniture like that tends to be made for the space it's in so I guess it makes sense to have like a super huge couch but it's just hilarious it's just like there's nothing on the walls it's all white furniture white walls bright lights it's just like what are you, you doing you can really see all of Jerry's wrinkles <laughs> can you guys confirm or deny this This is, I read this online that Jerry Jones wants CD Lamb to wear number eighty-eight. Yes, that's we just yep. and, yeah. We just yeah. We were talking about that actually, AJ and I yesterday. Yeah, apparently Jerry has a friend that passed away whose last name was Lamb and he also wore eighty-eight. Not to also mm-hmm. go with the tradition uh, yeah, of yeah. Cowboys eighty-eight. Yeah, I buy uh-huh. that. <laughs> I was buy that yesterday. for a dollar. <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, but. Another Cowboy 88. Your, your all-star wide receiver that fell to you in the draft. Oh, let's just have him wear the jersey of all of our most acclaimed wide receivers that are Hall of Famers. And just hope maybe the jersey sales for this player won't be like the highest in the offseason. Come on. Jerry doesn't want to pay the extra 20 bucks for the custom in jersey. It's <laughs> honestly probably more of it. <laughs> Oh gosh, but uh, I guess To wore eighty one for them. That, that mm-hmm. that's not in the in the same tree mm. as the Michael Irvin, Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. Lamb's gonna get. I mean, Lamb's got a good chance to continue it. He's pretty fucking good. So yep, yeah. But anyway, thank you all for uh, tuning in. This was a nice draft wrap up. Um, next time we come in, I think we can talk. We should probably talk with just like fantasy fit. I think a little more. Get a little depth on that, and then. We'll have plenty of off-season t- off stuff to talk about and really get into the fantasy impact of all of this. So, uh, Jay Watt, Jolly, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, sure, we'll get you back on at some point soon. Yeah, we've got to do the rookie draft. We'll get mm-hmm. the, uh, start talking fits for some of these fantasy guys where they landed. I, I can be your Chiefs consultant if you want. 
mm-hmm. senior Chiefs. Concern. Yeah, we got we got some great A homers like here. A five minute <laughs> pinch hit. Are on field with Jay Watt. <laughs> Do we know what sauce is on Andy Reid's burger right now? Yeah, you're you're our sauce <laughs> consultant. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Jolly and I were just talking about that before you guys hopped on. <laughs> Literally, like we were googling how expensive the sauces are to ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sauce! Hit, hit me with some of the links of the best ones. Uh, I actually think I put one in the Skype chat earlier. Oh, yeah. There's there's one yeah, that, in here. That Amazon uh... link is is low key uh, a sauce. Oh, <laughs> amazing! Perfect. Had a living barbecue, awesome, but it's real good. So it's the <laughs> oh man, Joe's KC. Mm-hmm. We're getting off the rails here. Sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> so yeah, thank you all for tuning in, and we will uh, be back with more rookie goodness soon.